From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, October 25th. The Red Canyon powwow returned for a second year at the Old Spanish Trail Arena over the weekend. Indigenous dancers from all over the region competed in a number of events, including old style, contemporary, and jingle dancing. Organizers say the powwow is intended to build community across cultures over dancing, food, and music. Reporter John Kovash was there. What's your name again? Sebastian. Sebastian, and you're from Salt Lake City. Yeah. I've been to a lot around Indian Nation. Um, I've been to Fort Hall, Idaho, Fort Duchesne, Utah. Um, I've been to gatherings uh, of nations, and I've been to uh, North Platte, Nebraska, and Saquon. And there's more I've been to, but I can't name them off the top of my head right now. What's your favorite thing about it? Um, just dancing for the people, making the people that are sick feel better. So, how long have you been a fancy dancer? My whole life, ever since I was started to walk. Gathering, San Manuel, Saquon, Morongo, and Shakopee. So, have you won any prizes or anything? Yeah, I get a lot of things like jackets, bags, money. And what's your favorite thing about it? Except me and my friends. It's pretty cool. What do you think you want to be when you grow up? Cowboy. Bull ra- <laughs> a bull rider. I want a bull ride at the NFR. NFR Las Vegas. Yeah, without you, we cannot have a power. Without the drum groups, we cannot have a power on the dancers and the elders as well. So thank you for coming and supporting us. This was an initiative that I started last year through another organization, and they have since gone on, and we decided that we wanted to keep uh, bringing this back to Moab because it's good for the community, it's good for the young people, and it's also good to have that representation here in Moab after so many years. It's one of my passions, and I really like... Uh, Seeing people come together and try new things and learn about culture, but also create a safe place for our indigenous young people to to participate in, in who they are. What have you observed about uh, how uh, indigenous modern music has kind of caught fire? It seems like it's never been more popular. Yeah, there's definitely been definitely been an awakening in the force, and I think it's a good thing, and that we can, we should continue to uh, nourish that movement. And that's why next year I definitely want to host a, a concert on the Friday night to be uh, an add-on to the powwow. So next year we want to have a concert where we'll feature musicians that are indigenous and just continue to support them. We're definitely um, reclaiming our our power on who we are as individuals and community uh, citizens and uh, we're really branching out and um, modernizing our music but also indigenizing that space and so we're we're claiming what was once ours but also you know really putting our mark on music and we've been doing music for a long long time 
And so to see this movement get the support that it's getting now is really beautiful to see and we definitely want to continue to foster that space. We're having a breakout um, decade really and we just saw the first uh, Native American woman go into space a couple weeks ago. Um, we had some people attend the, the Grammys and we're just, we're, we're, we're coming, we're coming. I, I won't stop until there's an indigenous person that's president. Definitely want to support the movement and keep, keep up the, the momentum and so we're just trying to build those, those healthy um, friendships and spaces with non-indigenous people so that we can have that full-on support from both communities and really um, support our young people in a way that makes sense to them but also makes sense to us so that they have a firm understanding on who they are and they're grounded in their traditional ways of life as they move on and move forward in this world. Red Canyon Powwow organizer Jacob Crane speaking with reporter John Kovash. The second annual powwow was held over the weekend at the Old Spanish Trail Arena. A case before the U.S. Supreme Court has Native Americans in Utah and other states concerned that the outcome could revive the centuries-old practice of separating indigenous children from their families. The court will decide the constitutionality of the Indian Child Welfare Act, known as ICWA. Mark Richardson, with our partners at the Public News Service, reports. The 1978 law ends the practice of forcibly placing Native children in non-Native homes or in Indian boarding schools to assimilate them into white culture. Dozens of Native tribes and ACLU chapters have filed briefs urging the high court to uphold the act. University of Utah law professor Heather Tanana says many of the families who adoptive Native children believe they were saving them from growing up uncivilized. They would take kids away on this assumption that the environment they were growing up in was unsafe. To the contrary, this connection to your family, to your tradition and culture has positive health and mental health outcomes. The plaintiffs, a Texas family blocked from adopting a Native child, claim ICWA unfairly bestows rights on tribal nations not provided to other racial minorities. Indigenous leaders fear a reversal could significantly change the way the federal government deals with tribal nations on major issues. Tanana is a citizen of the Navajo Nation who says the act establishes a legal preference that Native children who are removed from their homes must first be placed with extended family members or in Native foster homes. She says some state legislatures have begun extending protections for Native families. Many states are proceeding with having their own state ICWA statutes. And in fact, Utah is in the process of putting together its ICWA statute. Many of them incorporate federal provisions and then other states even go a step beyond and have more protections. Tanana says the case turns on whether treating Native tribes as sovereign nations is a violation of the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection. The federal government has always recognized tribes as sovereign nations, and so that's a political distinction. They interact with tribes on a government-to-government basis, and they don't do that with any other racial group. Mark Richardson reporting. Droughts in the U.S. are developing more quickly than they used to. KUNC's Alex Hager reports on recent findings from environmental scientists at CU Boulder. 
In the past, researchers thought drought took multiple seasons or even years to fully develop, but a recent study from the Cooperative Institute for Research in Environmental Sciences shows they're getting more intense more quickly. Researchers say changes in temperature and precipitation were already drying out soil, but when ocean patterns like El Nino lead to weather changes, those droughts get drier faster. The study also says warm droughts are likely to get intense in a hurry, and climate change means we're likely to see more of those quick-onset droughts, the kind that can catch farmers and water managers off guard. I'm Alex Hager. And that's the KZMU News for Tuesday, October 25th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.